everybody. Welcome to the Daddy's Dilemmas podcast, the show where we have a beer and expound, 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 expound on the joys and terrors of being dads and husbands. I'm Chris. I'm a dad to two adopted girls, ages 12 and 14, and I'm here with my co-host, the Hans to my Franz, Don. I'm going to pump you up. Right? Those are the guys. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good Those pull. guys are awesome. Um, yeah. Hey, guys. I'm Don. I'm another host. I'm here, too. I don't have two daughters. I have two sons. Um, but they're also a you know pain in the butt. Uh, one of my kids is six years old, and then the other one is 12 years old, just like Chris's. Uh, it's funny. Our two 12-year-olds are like days apart um, in age, which I think is so interesting. Like, fun times. Miles apart in personality. Yes. Yes. <laughs> days apart in birth, but yeah, polar opposites of <laughs> how they are in real life. You and you should have another kid, another boy, yeah. and then you mm-hmm. could have a TV show called My Three Sons. Oh, oh there wait, you go. That's been, that's been done before. Uh, it's already been done. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. I remember when we had our um, our second son. I had all these coworkers and family members, and they're like. Are you gonna have a third? You gotta have a little girl. Have a third. You gotta have a girl. And again, like there's no controlling whether I have another son or a daughter. Like if I were to have a third kid, I might have another son. We might have three boys in this house, which I think my wife would just not handle. And then I think if we had a little girl, again, that'd be insane. Like my wife would like lose her mind and just be like, ah, little girl. So I don't know. I don't know. Or you could be I could be one of those families that like say, okay, we gotta have a girl, you have another boy, and then you say, Okay, one more time, we're gonna try, have a girl and another boy. And then you have like seven boys. I I think everyone knows that family, right? Where there's yeah. that one, you know, there's like the six or seven of the same gender, and then that final kid was a different gender. And you're like, So really your parents just had you because they were trying to have that one. And you're yeah. like, Yeah, that's the only reason I was born. I think mostly it's the opposite, though. It's always the the families that have a bunch of girls, and the and the father wants a boy. You know, I gotta have a boy. I need a son. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that. I remember when we were pregnant the first time, we didn't find out the gender, and I remember so many people were like, "Well, you need to find out." And do you want it to be a boy or a girl? And I really didn't care. And I even to this day, I still don't really care. I mean, I'm like. If it's a boy, cool. If it's a girl, cool. It doesn't matter to me. I don't know why some people get so hung up on that. Like, I need a, I need a son, someone to carry on my name. And I'm like, wow, why, why? I know. Like, and you guys, didn't get, you wouldn't get the sex because I was gonna buy an old car, paint it either blue or pink, and run it into your house as a gender reveal. <laughs> like you'd be sitting in your living room, and my car would crash through the wall, and you'd say, "Oh, it's a boy." <laughs> Now we know. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's start off with the dad joke. We do this every single podcast. We have a dad joke. What here, is the dad joke? Here we go. Here's the one for today. My wife told me to stop acting like a flamingo. So I mm. had to put my foot down. Ba-dun-tsh. That's a good uh, one. My wife told me to stop acting like a flamingo. Put my, my wife, foot down. My wife often tells me that. Chris, stop <laughs> acting like a flamingo, damn it. Because you always have those pink feathers on all the time. I'm telling yeah. you, man, you got to lose that boa. And I'm always standing on one foot. Yeah. 
You know, it's just confusing. because you wear a pink boa and you stand on one foot, everyone starts calling you flamingo. I don't get it. This is like a whole new Me Too movement that you're starting, Chris. It's a whole <laughs> new, whole new thing. Um, well, I have a, a father fact of the day. Um, it's a little bit of an odd one. Um, I'll kind of read it verbatim as it's written. Um, but I, I get these fact of the days from this uh, website that just kind of talks about being a father. But this one um, talks about a a girl. Uh, I guess her name is uh, Gina Yang. And her father died when she was uh, 25 years old. And so what she did is she got a life-size cardboard cutout of her father. And then she basically traveled the world taking him along with her. And she took pictures of him at a lot of famous landmarks around the world, such as the Eiffel Tower. And long story short, when people would ask her why she did that, she said, you know, my father was always too busy to travel. So I'm doing it now with him and we're traveling. And I think that's, I think as a father, as a kid, you know, as having kids, you want to kind of realize that you sort of have a limited time with your kids. Um, and you want to like build those memories of going on trips and having those vacations and just that time. Yeah, that's, you know, that's an important lesson for everyone. I mean, when I was younger, before I got married and, you know, my father, same thing. He, he always wanted to travel everywhere and, you know, basically it's been as far as Canada and, and Mexico, but that's it. Mm -hmm. So I decided, well, I'm not going to do that. You know, who knows when I'm going to die. So I did things like I went to Rio for Carnival and did hang gliding up in the rainforest there. I went to New Orleans for Mardi Gras. I ran a half marathon on the uh, Great Wall of China. Yep, I remember that Great Wall. I went, I went to a couple, you know, a couple trips to Europe by myself, and I just said I'm going to get all this out of out of the way. So when I get old, I don't have to sit around going, "Oh, I should have done something with my life." I think that's I think that's so valuable traveling and I think that um you're totally right. I mean you you need to do it as kind of as soon as possible cuz you don't know how long you have. So totally true cuz I know that my wife and I, you know, we'll watch travel shows and things like that on TV and we always sort of make this assumption that one day we're going to just be retired and just kind of with all this free time to travel and go on cruises and all that kind of fun retiree stuff. But at the same time, you know, nothing's guaranteed and, you know, more traveling sooner is better. And um, I mean, you have to, you have to think about it now because like in my father's case, he had bad health starting probably like at 45. Mm. So by the time he wanted to go travel, it was too late and his, his health was deteriorated. Hmm. Got to get out there. Got to do that traveling. And that actually, I know it's not up easy segue but we're going to talk about spring break spring break traveling cuz that's that's what's happening pretty soon um and that's kind of my first topic of today is let's get ready to travel for spring break let's get ready to travel oh now i'm going to have to play <laughs> pay uh buffer michael buffer yeah put that in there um yeah so i i you know, I'm, I'm ready for spring break. I know your kids are on the same schedule as my kids where they're, we're all off next week for spring break. And, um, you know, with people getting vaccines and all that kind of stuff, it seems like, I don't want to say the, the pandemic's over, but people are kind of getting ready to, you know, cash in on those airlines again and kind of get back out there. But I found a really interesting article and they just kind of talked about spring break where they discussed that, you know, 
people are going to be traveling. They actually, funny in the article said, it's probably going to be a lot of seniors traveling uh, first for spring break because most of them are getting their vaccines. Mm. Whereas if you have a vaccine, you're a little more likely to kind of like, yeah, let's get on a plane. Heck yeah. I'm not scared anymore to travel. <laughs> um, I know that's actually sort of the case with my parents. Um, my parents are going to come visit here in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's actually after spring break, but they're going to come visit anyway, but they're going to get on a plane and come visit us for a little while. And they've both gotten their shots and all that. So, I mean, they're ready to like get back out there. So it's pretty cool. I could see that. Um, the article talked a little bit about colleges. I know colleges have been kind of adjusting their schedules with breaks and Thanksgiving and semesters and all that kind of stuff. So same thing that's kind of going on from last year. They're, they're still doing kind of some shutdowns and they're sort of warning students not to, not to be crazy about it. Um, which I think is smart. I mean, I think that's, that's the reason we still have the pandemic going on a year later is people keep relaxing too much and then the numbers spike and then everyone's <laughs> like, Oh dang, it's on again. Damn. Um, I should have wore a mask. Yeah. Why didn't I do that? Um, but then the article talks about just having a lot of um, kind of low-key spring breaks. Uh, they talked about a lot of people just doing road trips and kind of doing some camping stuff. Um, and I know that that's, that's basically all we've done in my family. And I think your family, you guys were kind of the same thing, right, Chris? Where you guys have just done some RV trips and some low-key travels. Yeah, we do road trips. And, you know, I haven't, I haven't had the opportunity. We, we've been parents for four years now. And we did one flight with the one kid before we got the second kid. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about doing, a, you know, flights with two kids and it's going to be pretty expensive. That's, that's kind of the thing I always, I always joke with my parents about that. Cause they always, you know, like they want to visit us and stuff, but I always tell them, I'm like, it's so much just cheaper and easier for the two of you to just fly here and hang out for like a week than for the four of us to fly over there. Because yeah, I mean, cost wise and just manage management wise, it's 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 not fun traveling with kids. I mean, it gets better the older kids are. Um, because we've been flying with with our kids kind of forever. I mean, even since our oldest one was, you know, a tiny, a tiny little one. Um, it's it's always challenging. It is easier traveling with infants if you've got like a real itty bitty, that's probably the easiest kind of kid to travel with. Until well, yeah, you get great into, for you, bad for the person sitting next to you. Well, yeah. I mean, I told my friend years ago because she had that whole realization about, you know, but I feel bad for the people I'm sitting next to and like my baby's crying. And I'm like, yo, they bought a ticket on the plane. It's a public flight. Like they can charter their own plane if they're, you know, going to get annoyed by it. Um, but obviously, yeah, you don't want your kid crying on a flight. But with an infant, they're not all over the place. So, Definitely before they're one and walking and crawling and moving around is a great time to travel. And then probably from one years old up to, I don't know, maybe seven or eight, that's a pain because kids don't want to sit still. And that's the only thing you have to do on a plane is sit still. Yeah. But then once they get a little older, kind of the preteen and definitely by a teenager, yeah, you just hand them like a hand device and you're just, yeah, like, here's your iPad. I'll see you in four hours. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, it was quite an experience um, flying with our daughter. We adopted her when she was eight, and I think we took her 
on a cruise at nine and we had to fly to Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was her first time in a plane and I thought she was going to freak out. Do I know if she freaked out or not? No, because being the brainiac that I am, mm-hmm. we went up to Southwest and we said, Hey, look, this, this kid's adopted. We just adopted her. She's got PTSD. You know, she's this is her first flight. Any way you can get us, make sure we all sit together. Cause you know how Southwest is. Yeah. 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 Um, so they said, Oh, sure. Here, we're going to give you priority boarding. Oh, there you go. Yeah. First one's on. Oh, or that's so nice. Thank you very much. So we're sitting there charging our phones and doing whatever you do while you sit and wait for your flight. And we missed the gate announcement. And by the oh, time yeah, we heard yeah. it, we were like at the end of the line. And literally there was not three seats together, but there was not even two seats together. Wow. <clears throat> so this, you know, the flight attendant said, Hey, can somebody, you know, move? So yeah, at least my wife and my kid could sit together with somebody finally. I mean, literally it was one of those things where she was asking and everyone's kind of like looking around, not wanting to make eye contact. Ugh. And I'm just like, come on, really? Yeah. Help um, us out. So, so we, we finally uh, found someone who would move and she got to move to a, uh, Exit row. Oh my god! Exit row is jackpot. Exit row is the best. Yeah. So they sat together, and I sat next to guess who? The person with the infant. (laughs) Oh, that was you. It wasn't so bad. The kid didn't cry a lot, but she was holding the kid on her shoulder, and he was like grabbing my head and poking me, and you know, because he's just sticking his hands out wherever. Yeah. And, you know, babies, they just want to grab everything. And I'm like, excuse me. Come on, man. It's cool. Play with the baby. Hands and feet inside. I'll tell you what, man. When a mom's on a plane, especially a mom traveling with a baby by herself, you could probably have just, like, held that baby. You could have been like, I'll take the baby for, like, 10 minutes. Why don't you go take a break? Like, go, you know, go to the bathroom. Go take a chill. Like, moms are all about getting that help when they're traveling solo. Like, they will take anything. I've talked to my sister a few times when she was... Her husband traveled a lot for work and was in the military, but she would have to go and do these flights kind of by herself. And I mean, she would talk about, you know, I'd be pushing the stroller and carrying these bags and someone would offer to help. And it was just like a saint, like, oh, God bless you. Thank you for helping me with this stroller or this baby or whatever. Because it's a lot. And that's the other thing with kids. The younger they are, the more stuff they need when they travel, which is so... I don't know why that doesn't make sense to me, but like the older they get, they need almost nothing. Cause again, you get this like teenager on the plane and you're like, you know, here's your water bottle. Here's your like iPad. Again, that's all you need. You're good to go. Like that's it. Whereas a baby needs just the 10 diaper bags and the 10 bottles and the toys and the just stroller car seat, everything. So when Thomas gets older, you're going to say, here's a water bottle, your iPad and your seats back there. Kind of. That's my attitude. I mean, I, I was very jealous when I, when, a couple of years ago, you know, before the pandemic, I remember getting on a plane, you know, with my four-year-old, five-year-old at the time. And I would watch these parents, these older parents, you know, and they're just like strolling onto the plane with their like teenage kids. 
And it's like, everyone's got their own backpack, their own like tablet. They're just, everyone's just going to do their own thing. Like we just get a break from our family for four hours. Yeah. And I just remember watching them like, Oh man, that looks so sweet. Cause that, that was the other thing is you get on a plane and you like push play on the movie, you know, you're sitting there getting all comfortable, like push play. And that's when like your kid or someone needs something that you're like, I'm watching Aquaman. What, what do you need right now? You know? And your kid's like, what are you doing? Oh, what is it? What is it? And you're just like, Ugh. yeah, I, I don't know that I, you know, I haven't had that experience. So, <laughs> um, and I have to give a shout out to Southwest because on the way back, we told the lady, the you know, the ticket person yeah, the what counter. happened, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, she said, okay, she gave us a priority boarding again, which was very nice of them. Yep. That, you know, that in itself, I would say was worth, you know, worth acknowledging that they were great service. But not only that, she came and found us waiting at the gate. Mm-hmm. I gave my daughter a whole big bag of Southwest swag. Oh, nice. So That's really cool. They, uh, you know, they took a picture of her with the stuff. So I'm sure they're going to use it in their newsletter or something. But yeah, that was very nice. They didn't have to do that. We had mentioned that my my daughter had lost her stuffy on the, left it on the cruise ship. Oh. So they brought her a stuffy. It was very, very that nice. That is really nice. Kind of that above and beyond. But the other thing I was going to say is that it's funny because if you, if I was sitting next to a woman with a baby, mm-hmm. the baby's crying and stuff, I would be like, oh, God, God can you shut that kid up? Yeah. But it's funny because if I was sitting next to a man by himself with a baby, I'd be like, oh, do you need any help? You know, <laughs> not funny how the we perceive that like woman. I don't know why I don't know why I'd perceive it that way, but I'd always feel sorry for the guy flying alone with the baby, but not the woman. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I would have that reaction, Chris. Uh, that might be that might be a you thing. I feel like I would. I don't know. I love playing with like kids and babies. I mean, look at me. I'm a teacher. I mean, I'm hanging out with kids all day. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think anytime you have like those little toddlers that you know make the faces at you or want to play with you, I mean, to me, I'm always like. Game on, like green light. Let's go. Let's play. But what if it was an infant? I like infants Same too. Thing? I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm cool with you know whatever. I mean, I'm not, I'm not excited about changing a diaper, cleaning up like spit or something. But you know, I'll hold a baby or play with a baby. Yeah, that's what's I don't fun know what about. It is. I just feel like I'd feel more ap- uh, empathetic to a man flying alone with a baby than I would a woman flying alone with a baby. What does that say about you, Chris? Let's I'm a let's, chauvinist let's, pig. Let's take a look right now. Come on, Chris. All right. Well, are you taking your kids anywhere for spring break? <laughs> We're going to go up to Flagstaff, uh, go up into the, the mountains. I think kind of like what you guys did for, what was it, spring break or Thanksgiving or something? Maybe for see Christmas. some snow. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to see snow or not, but we're going to go up there and I don't know. Well, considering it's, it was like 90 degrees today in Phoenix, I don't think you're going to see much snow. That's <laughs> a storm rolls in. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, we were thinking. So we're getting our mother-in-law. It's coming to oh, visit. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I told I told my wife. I said, you know what? I'll give you a break. I'll take the girls somewhere for spring break. You know, just for okay. like two days, not the whole okay. time. 
two yeah. days. I'll take the girls. You can have some time with your mom. You know, you can have some time away from the kids. Nice. And she said, oh, that's great. That'd be wonderful. And then I said, you know where I'm going to take them to Vegas? And she goes, <laughs> you're not going to Vegas without me. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, if if we go, we have to take your mom, too. And that means we have to get, like, two rooms because mm-hmm. maybe even more. I don't know. Um, probably two rooms because, you know, the mom has to have her room. And then we'd have a room with the kids. Or you could split the split the kids up. I mean, that's how we are sometimes when we travel with my parents or my wife's, you know, mom. I mean, we'll do that where the um whoops. Um, we'll do that where we um we'll have the kids kind of spend the night in grandma's room or something. Yeah, I don't know if grandma wants to handle these two girls. They Oh, grandma's not down with her grandkids like that? Uh well, first of all, she hasn't met one of them yet. <laughs> and second of all bonding time these girls could not like go half hour without bickering about something so maybe split them up there's always something there's always something that that's not right you know that's like you're touching me you're touching me your stuff is on my side of the bed your your suitcase is touching my suitcase you know it's just like and I tell them that it makes it miserable to travel with you girls. So we'll see. Um, I, I looked at there's um there's some condos right off the slip strip that have like two bedrooms and then like two couches in the living room. Okay. That might work, but I don't know. I don't know if we're going or not. Well, we'll see. Then I said, Oh, how about let's go to just Pine Top instead? Oh, yeah. there's, there's this great little place we stay at that has right on a lake. Mm-hmm. boats you can rent and you know watercraft kayaks canoes whatever i said how about that and my my oldest is like i really want to go to vegas i've never been before i don't blame her vegas is sweet and then i'm like ugh, ugh, ugh. so we'll see i don't know where we're going yet. and then i said flagstaff let's go to flagstaff we can go to arizona oh there you go yeah, you know, that'd be super fun. But I really wanted to go to Vegas because I have never been there before. You should throw your wife under the bus. Be like, talk to mommy. She yeah. won't let us go. <laughs> oh, well, mommy that's, wants to go to Vegas, too. That's my move. <laughs> and and my mother-in-law loves to, she'll she'll sit, well, because I've been on a couple of cruises with her. Mm-hmm. And she'll go to the casino and literally we'll drop her there at 10 o'clock at night and pick her up at five in the morning. And she'll just sit on a she'll sit on a, a slot machine. Oh yeah, yeah. That's how that's how my my mother in law can get down with that too. She yeah, uh, yeah. all about the slot machine life. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we'll see where we're going, and we're at like a good time to end here. We had another topic, which is the good, the bad, and the ugly of fostering, which I want. Oh yeah, to you're a about. you're a fostering pro on that. But you we'll fostered. Say that- we foster. Yeah, we had to foster both girls before we could adopt them. Um, and so, so the audience should tune in for our next episode. We'll, yes. we'll get into that. There you go. Same bat channel. <laughs> oh, and you know what? We'll also get to talk about how spring break went at our next episode. There you oh, go. Oh, yeah. How did it go? Did we all survive? And maybe I won't be a father by then because I've killed my two daughters. 
No, no, no. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about that uh, next show. So be sure and tune in and we will, I'll let you know all about my experience as a foster parent and the good parts and the bad parts. So I want to thank all you dads and apparently you moms, because we have a strong female listenership for some reason. Hey, the moms love it, man. The moms get down. <laughs> and if you like this podcast, why don't you subscribe so you get it every time we make one. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to share it with someone you like. You know, say, hey, I heard these guys, they're they're kind of funny and they kind of interesting and kind of talk about some stuff that's kind of interesting. They're kind of okay. You should yeah. you should give it a give it a listen. You know what? They're not terrible. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> and if you are a uh, a daddy with a dilemma, like we are, or even a mommy uh, that just wants to make a comment or get in touch with us, we'd love to have an email uh, from you. We're at dads at hogfishstudios.com. Uh, or you can find us on the Facebook, facebook.com, and just search Daddy Dilemmas Podcast. Because they haven't kicked us off yet for spreading disinformation. <laughs> so we're still not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, well, have a great daddy day, and we'll speak to you at the next podcast. Dad's out. Dad's out.